This is Jay Carter from Jay Carter's Wine, Spirit, Cigars, and Anything Else. I've been gone for a little bit, almost a year off. Um, it's nice to get a break. Nice to get a little bit of a break. I'm going to have someone on, a guy named, uh, well, go ahead, introduce yourself. Mark Chester, that's my name. Okay. <laughs> good, um, I'm the founder of Edge United Media. Um, create videos, um, usually for social media, for email campaigns, and uh, recently... Um, produce a, a wellness event called Optimize 2020 a couple days ago. Oh, nice. And uh, how'd that come into fruition? That came into a um, couple... Uh, it was a challenge to myself to see if I could create an event. Also, I love biohacking, wellness. Um, I didn't... I don't have like a crazy wellness journey. Like I wasn't obese or anything like that, but I just changed little things in my diet. And I've always been obsessed about biohacking, drinking... Like, uh, um, like elixirs, elixirs, or like whenever I go to Sprouts, I'm a sucker for those like shot things, oh, um, like those wellness, like green drink yeah, or this or that, yeah. or fasting. Do you always um, buy all that stuff they sell? Yeah. <laughs> Actually, I'm gonna I'm gonna pull out an elixir for you right now. All right, let's do it before we continue. This one's uh, from Washington State. It's a Merlot, and this is a family-owned business of 2014. Liquid. Probably saying it totally wrong, but it means the school. All and, right, you're going to uh, school me on wine because I'm not... Uh, so this is from Columbia Valley, and when people think of Washington... Is Washington State's not like one of those things that people are like, wow, Washington wine's amazing. It's going to taste a little um, different than your typical... Because of the weather or place. what? The weather is different. I'm going to get into that, but I may as well say what I'm doing right now. Okay, Because yeah. for people that are listening or watching on the YouTube, I actually, you know, when you go to a restaurant, they usually just pull yeah. the cap. I pull the entire thing, pull the entire cap. Don't follow the rules because, well, I'm me. And as we know, I don't follow the rules. Don't follow the rules. So, but what happens is you're, when you're at a restaurant, you're paying a lot of money. Even yeah. this, which is, uh, at the time, was probably a $25 bottle, $30 bottle. Mm-hmm. Maybe a little bit more now. But the thing is, at the time, um, if I'm going to buy this at the restaurant, it's going to be three times the amount. So this might be a hundred over $100 really? bottle. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> for sure. Yeah, that's the difference. Don't, never buy at the restaurants. And folks, if you're listening, watching... Bring your, pay the corkage fee, pay the 20 bucks if you're going to do a nice wine. Um, but this way, if the, if the sommelier pulls the whole capsule off, I can actually see hmm. the, do you see how you can see for yeah. color discoloration? Yeah. So up here is okay, but if there's like a lot of uh, red that's way up there, that means that bottle might have been dropped and moved, which allowed oxygen to get inside, which made hmm. it crack, which allowed wine to possibly be exposed. Or it was kept in bad conditions, because you feel that one, that one comes from the wine locker. Um, yeah, it's cold. Cold, yeah. 60, 64 degrees is what it's kept at. <clears throat> because, it, because it came from Washington, or if like it came from a no, warmer no. area, then it would be warm? Like, not no. like kept it warm? No, no and I'm glad no. you're asking these questions, because this is a wine. I'm curious. Result. I'm a curious. Yeah, and that's that's why I do this all on my air, and you know, something's different every single time I talk to people. Um, because, as you've probably heard, red wines are at room temperature. Yeah. But where, who's most famous for making wine? What country? Italy. Okay. Well, France. France and Italy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You're correct in both. They're both very well known for it. And their temperature is cooler than California. Yes, exactly. Exactly. So their their average daytime temperature is a lot different from ours. Um, So, yeah, as you can see, they're really dark. This thing's really been sitting there. It's really dark in color, but you do not see the edges too far over, the the wine going too far over into this, Hmm. into this... uh, the cork. cork, yeah. So this is this is acceptable, probably about right here. 
What is it, like half inch? About half inch, yeah. That's what you're going to be going for. You don't want to go too, you know, too deep into your cork because obviously air might have got to this. This already has like a cedary type taste than most. What I'm going to do is I'm going to um, aerate the wine a little bit. So if you get a sample, because I did this and this is probably a bad thing to do, I got a sample and then I returned the wine. <laughs> is that bad? <laughs> like they were like, here, you want to try this to potentially buy it, and I didn't like it. So is that uh, no. is that not what you're supposed to do? You're supposed to just drink it regardless? No. Oh. I mean, were you buying the bottle? What was it? What was uh, <laughs> it was buying a glass. Oh, you were buying a glass yeah. and you tried a sample and you yeah. didn't like it. Yeah. What's the matter with that? I don't know. I, my, my wife was like, Embarrassed by me sending the wine back. <laughs> um, well, I mean, if you don't like it, you don't like it. That's, yeah. that's the idea. What, what they're doing is they're, they're wanting you to check on um, if it's acceptable. Yeah. One reason for putting it into one of these little carafes, um, we have a formal term for it, Mike. I just cannot remember right now off the top of my head. Do you remember? Decanter. Mm. Duh. Is um, just to aerate the wine a little bit. It's been sitting, you gotta remember, it's been sitting in there for, put over there. Somewhere by you, senor. Two thousand fourteen is that good? Two thousand fourteen, not yes, very good year, not too bad. Is that based on what the weather and the weather, the the climate, the terroir? There's so many different things that that change it. Um, There you go, and cheers. Oh, how's it smell? Strong. Okay. Uh, fruity. Fruity. What kind of fruits do you think you get from there? If you're thinking red fruit, what do you smell? Um, I, I would smell like a blueberry or a raspberry. Okay. Or not, not, not a raspberry, like a blackberry. Blackberry? Maybe a black currant? Do you know black currant? I don't know black currant. From England. Uh, British term, but blackberry. You might also get some dark plum I notes. Smell the alcohol. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you, you, you might smell a little bit of dark plum. A little bit, for me, I get dark plum. I get... Blackberry, I get black currant, I get a little bit of tobacco, a little mm. bit of allspice, a little bit of leather, a little slight bit of dill pickle, like a little dilly, because mm. it's from the uh, the wood itself, the barrel. My palate is not as strong, because all I smell is the alcohol and the fruit. That's okay. Uh, how long does it take you to, to develop your palate? Uh, it takes a minute. It just took a while. And then sometimes if you want to get more out of it, you can just swish it around <laughs> like this. I keep my hand over it so like the alcohol can kind of dissipate, but hmm. I can keep the scent in. So people say odor, I always say scent. I try to. Girls don't like when they say, I like your odor. <laughs> so yeah, you just keep it here. Scent is a better word. Yeah, and if you just move it around and now we're gonna try to keep that scent in there and then put your nose in the bowl. You get a little bit more fruit on that one? Yeah, way, way more fruit. Oh. And this one almost like mm. a little bit of a licorice, like a, a little bit of a black licorice, red licorice mix. Like they had a baby. Yeah, I smell the wood or the oak. Mm-hmm. Mm. I get a little bit of, I get old leather. I get tobacco. And not like a, like a cigar tobacco, a little bit of cigar. Slight smoke. But I get a lot of black plum, black older plum, uh, blackberry, black dark cherry, maybe even a desiccated old dark cherry. Can you tell if it's, if it's um, what's the right word, balanced by the smell? Um, sometimes yes, and sometimes no. It's different every time. Some people, depending on what qualifications you go to, some people call these legs. Some people call these tears. That tells you if it's a pretty good weaned wine, or at least it used to tell you if it was a pretty good, good weaned wine. Now there's ways to chemically enhance Alter that the, and play with it. Oh, you know, really? so, yeah, so you can put some... So now it doesn't matter. Not really, but this is 
most this is a reputable place. It's not a not something that just came on the market yesterday. So there should be no problem with this. Is that the oil or what is it? It's the oil, right? The tears or the oil. There's no oil in oh. wine. Oh, okay. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> wine is made of grape juice. That's the interesting thing. There's no one actually put strawberries or plum or nothing with it. Hmm. So yeah, but it, it is the alcohol. It's the uh, it, it is the wine itself and the uh, this attaching the thickness of it. Hmm. This comes out okay. We'll see. Pretty strong. Tastes good. Very strong. Yeah. <clears throat> not so, mm. not as drying as a Cabernet Sauvignon, but still pretty dry in the mouth. Yeah, I have no idea what I'm. <laughs> yeah, you're probably. But it's subjective, right? It's like art, because like someone. Yeah. Like a two hundred dollar bottle of wine, and someone could think it sucks, and someone could think yeah, it's, it's amazing. amazing. For you, this is not as fruity as you're used to. I think. Yeah, no, it has more of a bite. It has more like a bitter taste. Mm-hmm. But it's good. good for um, me. Yeah, for me, this would. I'm still gonna be simple. Merlot, I think, goes with everything. So this is to me goes well with a homemade cheeseburger. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Grilling in the back, about to jump in the pool. I still want something substantial, but not so fruit forward. In fact, because of the taste and the balance of it, it holds up a lot on its own. So I would do, I would make a bacon, homemade gourmet uh, Wagyu beef bacon with maybe a, a white cheese, white soft cheese mm. with bacon on there, maybe a little avocado. Because I want that smokiness, but I also want that strongness that the pork will have, the bacon will have, and this can actually stand up to it. You know, the idea is to eat the hamburger, eat whatever it is that you're eating, eat the hamburger. Clear your throat, remember the taste of the in, on your palate, and then drink some wine. And it's supposed to complement the food, or it's supposed to... Like... Should both. They should complement mm. each other. Because this has such a, a different taste than the typical Merlot you'd get from California. Um, this is more French style. Hmm. Because it's more... What what makes it French? What makes it more French style yeah. is the terroir, the, the land itself. And mm. if you actually look at the globe, it actually is in parallel. Hmm. So it's funny that Napa's done so well, and it's further south than, than France, but Washington, the northern part of Oregon and the mm. southern part of Washington are realizing, wow, we're on the same parallel as France. Why aren't we doing Merlots, Cabernet Sauvignons, Bordeaux, which we call a uh, Merlot, uh, do you know what they're called? I can't remember. Yeah, I, I wish you knew. Uh, Meritage. <laughs> yeah, I don't know that. Yeah. Some people call it Meritage. I call mine a Bordeaux blend. We might actually try one of my ones. Did you see that on camera? He's like, burp. <laughs> what got you into wines? Well, that's a long story. Oh, okay. A long story, but uh, and we'll get into that as as I start drinking more and more. <laughs> um, was sideways? Was that a good movie for wine people? Well, I mean, I know it yeah. hit Mer- or Merlot. And yeah, it just kicked him in the nuts. Yeah, you know, yeah, he talks about no fucking Merlot. Yeah, and do you know why he says no fucking Merlot? Uh, something with how the grapes are made or something. I forgot how it was. I, forget. I always ask people. I've, I've this. Been like the third time on my podcast that we've, we've had talked about sideways. Talked about sideways. Uh, he didn't want to eat Merlot because his wife, if you remember, loves wine. She's all about wine, and Merlot is her favorite. Oh. If you read the book, that's her favorite wine. So he doesn't want anything, as you know, uh, doesn't like anything that reminds him of his wife. You know, he like mm. freaks out. Oh, so he's like, oh, okay, let's drink. No fucking Merlot, and okay. it actually kicked Merlot in the nuts. And if you don't read the book, you think that Merlot is crap. And it's so funny that people will uh, poo-poo the Merlot. That's why I'm able to get it cheap. You know, mm-hmm. 10 20 30 $40. If you're going to buy a good wine, Syrahs and Merlots, or mm-hmm. I prefer, 
Um, some of the most expensive wine in the world is Merlot. Mm. It's called Petrus. Um, and it's mind-blowing, mind-numbing. It's just funny that people pay so much money. They don't even know what the wine is. They just know it's Petrus. Mm. Yeah. Is that a minimum two grams? Is that a vineyard? Or, well, two grams. <laughs> yeah, it's a vineyard. But it's minimum. And then, of course, in Pinot Noir, you have the Domaine Romano Contis, and you have all these fancy, you know, like the Bordeaux, you have the first five growths. But this is one of the main ingredients of Bordeaux, too, in Bordeaux, France. And that's, uh, when you're making a, a Bordeaux, it's, it's three to six different ingredients. It could be Cabernet Sauvignon, Malbec, Merlot. It could be Cabernet, Merlot, uh, uh, Syrah. You could put Malbec. So you could put, um, well, I'm thinking something else in my head. And, um, some, I've heard of Zin, but it's not, not, it's not one of the ones you're supposed to put in. But uh, uh, Petit Syrah, Syrah, you can put... Uh, Oh, it's so nice. Gosh, my brain's just like... But what uh, wine can you cook with? Is this obviously anyone. not... The, anyone? Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, of course. Oh, I thought you had to wait till it's like not worth drinking. That's what I would do. <laughs> I mean, it makes the most sense. On that. I don't know how much you're going to yeah, taste so, it. In so like if food. you and I are, are, you know, we sit here and we drink this and have the rest of the bottle and you're like, nah, dude, I got to drive home, you know, blah, blah, blah. What am I going to do with all this wine? I can sit here and share it with some people, or I could, uh, I made chicken last night, I can make a demi-glaze and mm. fry it up really quick and put my chicken inside that wine, Merlot. So, am I going to do that? No. You could also let it go to vinaigrette, turn it into vinegar, and add olive oil and make a salad. Mm. Sometimes that's some of the wine tastings that we do here at the house, is uh, I do a dressing or... It's either gonna we're gonna have salad and wine is what it's called salad and wine because I'm gonna pull out a bottle of maybe 1978. It's been sitting there for what 40 something years, 42 years, 43 years, and we're gonna open it. It might be disgusting, shitty vinegar. So guess what? Hmm. We pull out the salad. We put the olive oil. We put the vinegar, some sea salt. There you go. Hmm. You open another bottle. I have no idea what's gonna happen when I buy these these wines from different estates or I buy them from different people. I have no idea what I'm gonna get. Because mm-hmm. you might have a bunch of wines, uh, you know, God forbid someone passes in your family and you're not a wine drinker or you have too much and you don't know what the hell to do with it. And I just come in and say, I'll pay X, Y, Z and I'll buy the whole lot from you. Sometimes, mm-hmm. sometimes I just want one or two bottles. So, And then you don't know if it's going to be good or not? I have no idea. So it's a gamble? Well, you just saw, I mean, I opened it as you yeah. did it. So mm-hmm. there's really no way to, I mean, they do have those needles that you could put in and take from, but... Mm-hmm. They still, have, they still have to inject some oxygen in there. So no one's quite sure at the molecular level what, how long that will save and how long that will last because you're, you're introducing oxygen. So hmm. Crazy. Yeah, I don't know. It's I like the taste of it, and that's all. That's the most... I know. And I was watching YouTube videos on the way here. Yeah. <laughs> oh, were you? Like, yeah, just like the there's like six elements, like the, the, the acid, the alcohol, the fruit, mm-hmm. the tannin. Tannin. Tannins. Mm-hmm. Um, I forgot the dryness in the wine. Yeah. Um, but it, as I was watching all these videos, it made it seem like it's all subjective. It is. So it's like, point. Yeah. The only difference between you and I drinking is who's been doing it longer. Yeah. You know what I mean? And if I've been doing it longer than you, maybe I know, maybe I don't know. Hmm. Maybe I've been eating shit food my whole life and I only, all I know, like I said, hamburgers yeah. and hot dogs. And if you've been eating higher end stuff, it might not go with the higher end hmm. filet mignons and stuff. I do like Merlot's with filet mignon, by the way, because the filet mignon, the little petite, it has it's it's not doesn't have any fat on it. There's no marbling. It's yeah. a very dry wine. I mean, a very dry steak. So if you do it with a, a wet a wetter, you know, quote unquote wetter wine, this doesn't have that dryness of a Cabernet Sauvignon. 
So when you do a dry one, you're going to probably do it with a, a ribeye, which has a lot of marble and a lot of fat. And now you can have that dry one that complements, you know, wet from the natural fats from the steak and dry that, you know, pulls all that out, but you get the fruit from the steak and then go back and forth. This one's a wetter type taste, so you can go with a drier type cut mm. of meat. Chicken breast. Mm. You know, so. What about the two-buck chucks? Are those any good? <laughs> Is that story true? Have you heard that story? What, that is buy a whole bunch? And that, that there was a couple that had this vineyard, and then they got divorced, and then the wife wanted to screw them over, so she sold all the wines at this cheap price? I have no idea. Oh, okay. I have no idea. <laughs> I know that they buy from a bunch of vineyards and just mix the shit out of it. So it's usually not the same every time. So if I go to Vaughn's or Ralph's, how do I know if I'm going to get a good one? Is there a way to know? I mean, I would say in the $20 range. Okay. Is, is there ways to know? Or maybe yes. don't, go to, don't go to Vaughn's or Ralph's. If... <laughs> well, wine's becoming so, you know, if you could buy California wine for, for a good price, why not? If you mm-hmm. go to Trader Joe's, they used to be one of my uh, sponsors. So if you can, I don't work there. Or I don't get sponsored yeah. from them anymore. So meh. Sprouts. <laughs> Sprouts is okay. I mean, they're all they're all okay. It honestly depends on your budget. It depends on, on what your plan is to do with the wine. Um, honestly, don't know how much this bottle is. I'm kind of curious. Hmm. But um, find out. <laughs> so tell me about biohackers. <laughs> uh, I think so. I went to this biohacker event a while back, and they had keto wine, and they had like gluten free wine. I don't know how good it was. It tasted like regular wine. The guy serving it to me was like, did it blow your mind? And it tasted like regular wine to me. Um, That's right. But, yeah, like I was saying earlier, uh, I'm, I'm really interested in optimizing my body, optimizing my mind to live longer, to perform better, um, even though I'm not an athlete. But I'm just I'm yeah. living life and I want to optimize my, my body and my mind. So, so uh, the event that I produced a while back, that was kind of part of the inspiration and part of it was um, to bring people together, to give mm-hmm. back to the community, to bring experts of the field uh, together to speak. So there were um, there were four speakers. There was two original speakers. There was a moderator. And then there were two additional panelists that, that joined. And then there were a couple vendors like hydrogen water. I guess that's mm-hmm. a new thing. That's like the new CBD. Uh, CBD oh, that's a new CBD. Yeah. He was, I mean, this is what he was telling me. Like, it's going to blow up soon and it's, it's basically adding more oxygen to the water. So it, he was saying it's sim- it, not like coffee, but it will hydrate your body and allow you to function at a higher level. Hmm. Um, and then CBD is, I think it's mainly for uh, inflammation um, hmm. and pain. And you don't get the, the high, but you get the benefits of it. Um, then there's a chiropractor there. There's a massage therapist. And then there's a, um, she was a sleep expert. So mm-hmm. talking about like people that snore because um, it affects your brain function. Um, so that was the event. There was about 60 plus people there. And um, everyone was asking me like, when's the next one? So how, what's the what's the price of this bottle? Uh, well, I'm going to go with this first. I mean, so what, is, what does it have here? Black currant, which is what I was telling you about. Yeah. Black currant. You get a little bit of minty. I said dill. Mm-hmm. Uh, cigar box. Spices, chocolate, you know, some dark raisins. So all the things that I said were not are not in it. <laughs> blueberry, uh, blackberry. I said black currant, which is blackberry. Yeah, okay. that's the American version. Black okay. currant is a in a plum it has mm. a plum type character. So I I did not say mint. I said uh, dill, but, you know, but that's 
Oh, as close as you're going to get, and you're going to try to get with those type things. Forest floors, that earthy type dirt taste. Um, it didn't, it's not that expensive. It's like 40 bucks. Hmm. But you bought it for 25 so the price went up. It for 20 so it's kind of like baseball cards, in a way? <laughs> some go up, some go down, yeah. Hmm. Sometimes it could be, you know, dog shit. Hmm. And they're known for making dog shit wine, so. Dogshitwine.com. What, what's the short version of how you got into wine? Oh, you're really curious. <laughs> I'm, curi- I'm curious, yeah. Why are you so curious? Well, because it's, uh, like, some people just like the taste of it, and some people like the history of it, some people like how it's made. Mm-hmm. So um, I like I like the history, so mm-hmm. I'm just... I like people's history. Uh, when I make videos, I'm like my favorite part is interviewing people because yeah. I get to learn something about someone mm-hmm. or about the subject. I get to dive deep into it. Like that's why we're gonna create your podcast show. Oh, yeah, I've thought about it. Why not? Yeah, why not? Why not mm-hmm. do this all the time? I mean, you have the video, you have the equipment. Why mm-hmm. not do it? Yeah, why not? You know, ask those questions. The answer to all that is it was all of those. Mm-hmm. All of those are what got me into wine. Is Love drinking it. Love the history of it. I love history in the, in the world anyway. So learning about these different places. I was traveling uh, for a better lack of a, you know, shortening the thing. I was traveling all over. And every time I would have a break, I would go to France. I would go to Italy. I'm, not, I'm all cutting all that military yeah, stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I would go to Spain and I would uh, just try different parts, different areas. Started in, in Paris itself in my 20s. Really trying to get drunk and womanize. That was the idea. And then what I ended up doing was some girl, I was drinking to her, and she's like, oh, you should, we're talking about champagne. And she's like, well, why don't you just go there so you can try all the different ones? And I was like, go where? She said, champagne. I was like, where? Where do I get it? She's like, in champagne. So I didn't realize that champagne was a place. And so then I started reading up. I'm like, I would have done this. You know, next problem's over. I could have went to champagne. found out that's where it comes from. It was made from three different grapes. Uh, Chardonnay. Pinot Noir and Mounet are where, where you get the grapes to make champagne and stuff. And then learn about the different process, how they, you actually make wine and then you put yeast in there and then they turn it over, riddle the bottles, so on and so forth. And that's how you make champagne, or one way to make champagne. Could we pause real quick so I can push the sure. cord? Yep. Okay, he's Oop. pouring some wine for himself. Oh, Not bad. Do you want to refill that bad boy or no? Uh, sure. All right. Why not? Yeah. Well, you don't even have to move. You just stay there. So what we're going to be doing is doing some wine tastings for people who are just joining us. Facebook Live. Um, doing a little bit of a decanting right now. We talked to uh, Mark Chester about his endeavors as a videographer. Just leave this here. Yeah. Just throw the whole thing in there, dude. Okay. I mean, I think we'll kill it. You don't think so? Yeah. So this is a four-hour podcast, right? Sure. So this is a 2014 Merlot from uh, Washington State. Um, so tell me, uh, don't mind, tell me what got you into videography. What got me into videography? So I was actually a film composer. Mm-hmm. I went to school for music. And then I graduated during the market crash. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't find any work. And I thought, well, maybe I should make my own video so I can compose music to it. Um, and then the, I ended up moving to Colorado um, and got a job at a TV station there and taught preschool, mm-hmm. which was like the hardest job, preschool. Really? <laughs> that was hard. Um, and then I worked at a TV station and then my friend and I produced a show and it became the number one show in Aspen. And it was like a comedy show. It was like uh, very silly, 
um, and they showed me how to edit in like 30 minutes, maybe less than that, just like here's copy, paste, and then I had to figure everything out on my own. And it was kind of like composing, so it was like starting from scratch and building something. Kind of how I learned after my podcast studio was shitty. They couldn't they couldn't bring in good engineers. You could definitely tell the quality if you've listened to the podcast since. I am not uh, apologetic about this at all. Is you could just totally tell that the podcast engineering just took a shit, and I was just like, oh man. Oh. But now I mean you can you can like. Things yeah. are so affordable, you can do things on your own. Absolutely. Um, I mean, professional does make it easier and quicker, but um, yeah, it's all about the story and all about the, the content. Um, so going back to the content. Yeah. So when you're in Colorado and this story, this, the, the show is doing good, what happened? After six months, I realized if I really want to do this, I, want to, I should move back to California. So mm-hmm. I moved back to California and... My, my vision was like, okay, I'm going to move to Hollywood because I was living in Orange County. So I moved back to my parents with the idea like I'm just going to get a job in a couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. I ended up being there for like a year. And then my dad had a mental breakdown. And there was like a lot of stuff happening. And then I couldn't get any work. And then I just kept honing my craft. And then um, I had enough footage to put together a reel. Mm-hmm. And um, with video, it was just fun. It was really enjoyable to, to make these make stories and it was also an art form so I was teaching myself the craft and um, I love watching TV and movies and um, so I eventually got a job at this place called Maker Studios which just did YouTube content Hmm. Um, and I was an editor for the team of of people that created epic rap battles of history I don't know if you've ever seen that show oh yeah sure yeah Yeah. (laughs) Uh, like they would have like Barack Obama versus um, Mitt Romney and they would rap each other um, yeah, I seen that. yeah, so I should, it, but it yeah, it's for kids, for millennials. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was there for about three years, and I wanted to make a bigger difference. I wanted to make, I wanted to learn. I wanted to push myself. I wanted to get pushed. Mm. So I quit and started my own thing, um, and that was about six years ago. What's your What's your favorite? I know you can go anywhere from TV to film or whatever. What's your favorite uh, field to be in? To favorite field to work in? I like creating content for the web. Because it's it's seen by, like, it's oh, not, it, yeah, a lot of people are going to see it. It's, usually it's evergreen. Um, it's going to be on someone's site. It's going to, the idea is to drive traffic to someone's site. It's mm-hmm. the idea is to give exposure to someone that may not have exposure, like the Hollywood budgets sure. to make those. So I like really, I really like creating content for the web, for either social media or for email marketing campaigns or like shorter contests, like three minutes and under. Those are usually really fun. And interviews are my favorite. Ooh. Yeah. Oh, so it's interesting being on the other side. Cause I'm sure. like, I'm still, I want to yeah, ask I questions. Know you wanna, <laughs> go ahead. You can ask a question then we'll... No, no, they'll come, they'll come naturally, but um, I'm used to being on the other side and like yeah. asking the questions. So So when are you going to start your podcast? When am I going to start my podcast? I'll help you start getting hmm. that ready today. Support you on that. Um, I wonder what... It wouldn't be that hard because I oh, like people do it on Z- using Zoom recording and you could interview anyone. Yeah, that's a good hmm. point. I never thought about Zoom. Um, okay, I'm going to give myself a date. <laughs> yeah, what's the date today? Today is the 20... 22nd. 22nd, okay. How about... Um, what's the, f- the first Monday of, of February? That's probably like the third or fourth. It so is. that's when I'll, I'll do my first podcast. Okay. Fair enough. I gotta write that down so I remember it, but yeah. There you go. Okay. I'm gonna write it down. I think so. February 4th, you're gonna start your podcast. What's your podcast gonna be about? Um, 
Because I like to make sure he gets his shit done. So. Yeah. Um, let's see. It's my job. I think kind of playing with the theme you have with, with wine, spirits, and beyond. Mm-hmm. What is it? Wine, wine spirits, spirits, cigars, and anything and else. Yeah. I say anything else because like video, you know, videographies. You can still drink and talk about it. You, know, you can't just talk about alcohol all the time. Yeah. I mean, you could. I could. I love health and wellness. I love like biohacking. I love peak performers. Um, so I wonder how I could meld the two video and those two together. Uh-huh. So I get to fi- figure that out between now and the Boom. what did I say February third. February third. And it might change, but that's like that's what's coming to me now. Or maybe it's just on. No, it doesn't get to change. No. <laughs> <laughs> you can change the format. You can change these things, but the idea is get shit started. Okay. If you, if you listen to my podcasts, a lot of them are dog shit. And I don't care. Hmm. Um, it's my content. Um, people aren't really paying. Uh, if they are paying, great. Then I guess I could listen to the director or the you know whatever. But what I've learned is I just got to do them over time. Yeah. Because when you first start doing this whole mic stuff and video stuff, you get pretty scared and you're nervous. And hi, I am going to talk about red wine. Red wine is red in color. You know what I mean? I I yeah. just listen to myself. I'm like, oh my god. Sometimes I was just too drunk. I couldn't even speak. <laughs> I don't know if you heard any of those ones. It's like the yeah, first one. It's one of the first ones where just destroyed okay now I'm gonna listen to that one <laughs> <laughs> and it's just like trying and you, it might happen to us today and you just like keep drinking keep drinking keep drinking and you're talking and bullshitting and yeah. have to edit, edit half of it but you know it's fun it's still fun to do and, mm. yeah so what about you for videography you're always, you're always on the more professional side more always having to keep control always having to you know say the right thing do the right thing without you know pissing people off right <laughs> um, or you don't think about that I don't think about that I'm, when I'm interviewing someone, I'm, I'm, I'm reading their body language to see, okay, which direction should I go in? Are they like, are they kind of pushing back on certain questions? What's uh, my body language saying now? Uh, that you're curious. Mm-hmm. You're like this. You're kind of protective. Oh. Um, <laughs> you're pissed off. Oh, you hear my voice. <laughs> Just do this. That was my favorite part of the whole LP's process. <laughs> you hear my voice do this. You hear my voice do this. Yeah, that was funny. <laughs> um, so I don't worry about. I'm trying to think. I probably I have probably censored myself because mm. I did these interviews, forty interviews for all these IT people mm. in January, and I don't. I think there were a few people that didn't want to talk about certain things, so I just respected that. Mm. Or if they're in mid mid sentence and they're kind of going off, then I. Kind of just go with them. Yeah. And that's why the first thing I'll ask people is, you know, is there anything you do want to talk about or don't want to talk about? Yeah. And, and you try to get off that subject. Or sometimes if you would have told me, you know, oh, I have a drug past, I don't like to talk about that, I'm totally going to go there. Yeah. <laughs> what, what was your first drug that you ever tried? Uh, <laughs> my first drug was ecstasy. ecstasy. And I was like, in, I was in college. So my parents were... You don't have to go too much. No, I, I don't... You know, I, I, it's fine. It's fine. Because it was like years ago. <laughs> um, like, I'm actually, glad you asked me what I don't want to talk about. I didn't say anything super crazy. <laughs> See? Yes. Yeah, like, um, my, my parents were super religious. And so I didn't drink alcohol. I didn't do smoke. didn't do anything. Mm-hmm. And until I was like probably like 24, 25. Were they Muslim? No, they're Christian. Oh. They were like... They were missionaries. That's how oh, they wow. met. Latter-day Saint Roman. Christian? Christian, like... What, what um, uh, non-denominational Lutheran. I think um, I don't know. I, I don't Protestant know. maybe. 
um, modern Christian. I don't know what the, <laughs> I don't know like the modern eighteen thirty. It definitely not, was not Baptist. It wasn't um, Lutheran. Okay, so probably like the, the Americanized version of Christianity. So I don't know what that is. I don't, but. I don't know agape, <laughs> whatever. If we, you know, I don't know whoever. Are you religious or more spiritual? Oh, I really I studied religion because I think it's interesting. I like to see the stories of each religion and the way they tell the same story. Everyone's saying how they make a chocolate cake. They just have a different order that they do it in. Kind yeah. Of has been my experience. But our, our human need to be right is what also gets put in there. So. Were you raised a religion? Like a, were you a um, I was raised all over the place with different religions mm-hmm. and different aspects, different parts of the world. So I see the, I see the good of both. I see the, the interestingness of Spanish culture, American culture, Asian, Japanese culture. So it's been very... Uh, different you know just different different values and sometimes you know here we have a certain kind of value where we don't do certain things we don't have we're not supposed to have sex before marriage yeah oh, don't you dare yeah but then if you really i mean once you grow up as an adult you're like have i even had a virgin in my life i mean you know it's just the way the world's changed you <laughs> yeah. know so what's modern christianity hmm. you know 1970 yeah. when you say modern christianity i'd say they're gonna have to build one called Virgins Anonymous, you know, are... It was like the stereotypical... Like, I don't know what domination it was. Denomination? Denomination. (laughs) I'm drinking too much already. Um, Oh, you said domination, which is in there too. Domination is out there. Yeah, that's true. Um, Denomination. Denomination. It was like a regular, like, if you watch any movies and they're Mm. Christian, that's kind of what this, like, I don't know what that would be considered though. Um, Because actually... they have a carriage? And the guy has a beard and stuff? No. Yeah, I'm joking. Because <laughs> they never yeah. talked about like the specifics area. of it. No, no Amish, no. No Amish, okay. But I, I used to be in a band at a Baptist church, and that was fun. But then there were a lot of crazy things that happened in in my experience with a religion that, that made me turn away from religion. Hmm. Um, Interesting. Yeah. Maybe a couple more glasses. Like <laughs> well, it was just like a lot of contradictions with people saying things. I mean, that's nothing crazy. And then working at the Baptist church, it was owned by a family. Mm-hmm. And then the pastor was cheating on his brother's wife. And then they were, money was, was it was kind of a question mark with oh, money. Oh, God. So, yeah. Again, but we're all humans and people humans. see them as, yeah, they put them on a pedestal. Yeah. They don't see them as, they're, they're flawed like everyone else. Yeah. So. Everyone, everyone makes some mistakes, good and bad. So, it is what it is. So, um... What could we do to support your videography? What What are you interested? What kind of clients are you looking to take on right now? Besides the word any. Besides any, yeah. Um, I'm gonna cut that little bees niche on. <laughs> I like working with people that know the power of video, mm-hmm. that have used video in the past, mm-hmm. um, that know that content is really powerful. Um, they want to grow their audience. They want to grow their message. Mm-hmm. Um, their business is... What's your Instagram, by the way? My Instagram is That's So Mark, M-A-R-C. Is it hashtag or the ampersand, I guess? Ampersand. Yeah, just like... That's So Mark. Yeah, like That's So Raven, That's So Mark. Okay. Um, I might change it, but that's that's it for now. Because um, I used to do improv, and then mm-hmm. I, would, I would make a mistake, and then people would say, that, That's So Mark. I would like do something funny, but make it... Like, it was a mistake, but I made it funny. Now, I don't know if the so. cameras can tell or not, but I don't know if you're in no. enough... 
Um, do you ever think about fixing your hair and changing it a little bit and being uh, Mr. Mr. Carell's brother? Steve Carell, yeah. yeah. Steve Carell's stunt double. I've gotten, I've gotten, I always get like different people. I get Steve Carell, I've gotten Bradley Cooper when I don't shave. Oh, oh wow, that's, <laughs> that's a big one. Uh, Elijah Wood, but I don't see that one. Um, ben Stiller. Oh, <laughs> your ears aren't big enough. You need my ears. For, um, yeah. Yeah, but when you, you, you share that like a, in another conversation, like you should look like Steve, you should like Steve Carell. Steve like, but now he has a beard, now he has like sophisticated look. So cool. I could be like the young one. But I want to be me. Yeah. But I know what you're saying. Like if you look like someone else, it can draw attention. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Who, do you, who do people say you look like? Um, I'd say a good, man, 20 years ago, people say you look like Matthew Broderick. I can see that. I don't see that at all. But, but yeah, Matthew Broderick, 20 years ago, maybe 30 years ago. And then uh, I got a lot of, um, oh, who's the guy in The Godfather that he's known for? Um, who's in The Godfather? Yeah. Al Pacino? No. Oh, Marlon Brando? Marlon Brando, yes. Hmm. I see a lot of Marlon, especially if I'm clean shaven, which is a huge compliment. I don't see it anymore, but uh, the apocalypse now when he's, you know, rubbing his head, I was clean shaven bald head so you know this fro I got going on today <laughs> it's pretty heavy today this is, this is heavy hair it's kind of shaggy yeah, yeah man yeah so you're doing more of the wellness type video yeah uh, about two years ago I used to do more education mm-hmm. videos for like private schools and I just got bored <laughs> and no I got burnt out and also seeing that the schools like the schools that I was working that, that I man the wine's hitting me um, the schools that I was creating videos for mm-hmm. they were all about getting Johnny into Harvard so they could tell their parents they got Johnny into Harvard versus like giving them skills for life. Of course. So I was kind of I was turned off by that, and then I got really deep into this rabbit hole of education and how bad it is. Um, so did you start a documentary, a docu series, or for them? Or no, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. Just because that thing, you realize how shitty it was. No, I just pivoted and thought back of the favorite clients that I had, that I had the most fun with, that I came alive with, that people gave me feedback, like, oh, I love your energy, I love your ideas, and they were all, like, fitness influencers, they were gyms, they were nutritionists, um, and so I decided to focus on that. Um, but talking with you, you're sharing that uh, maybe um, be open to anything. Be open to anything. I'd say, you know, if Tom Cruise comes along and says, hey, dude, come video my shit, go with Tom Cruise. Yeah, Jerry Lee says, I want you on my team. Yeah. Hey, get, get in this stupid Uber with me and, you know, film. Do it. Yeah. Get in the video, get in the Uber with me. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> no, but, um, yeah, I would yeah. be open to, to, it just sounds weird to say, oh, I'm open to anything because then. What's your email address, by the way? So, M-A-R-C at edge9media.com. E-D-G-E, the number nine, okay. media.com. Very cool. I'm going to constantly say stuff like that. And hopefully when you edit the video and stuff, you'll put it in here once in a while. Especially when you go back and forth, panning back and forth, you put those in there. Those are things that people get to see, which you did in the last video that you did for uh, the Healing Hive, yeah. which is where we're hosted at, or the, the location. Um, uh, when you did that, their video, yeah, um, you know, you put it in the very beginning. <laughs> mm-hmm. Compared to the first one, the second one came out, you know, with the front, and then once yeah. in a while, you know, you popped it in there in that bottom corner, and I was like, okay, perfect. Yeah. So you might want to do that yeah. for your podcast, especially when we're talking about your upcoming podcast. In that part of the video, you might want to put the new name that's going to have hashtag, you know. What sparked your podcast? Me? Because um, I was literally having conversations and drinking. Hmm. 
So I was just like, you know, let's go do a podcast on this shit because I have friends that are like big somebodies and, you know, master saws, master of wines, doing big things, done the saw movie. I have friends that are working at really high, you know, high-end restaurants, Beverly Hills, uh, one of my angels. And, um, you know, I'm doing amazing things, but I also, you know, see people like, yeehaw, you know, hot dogs and Opus One. It's like, what are you doing? <laughs> Opus One's like a $500 model, so... Uh. Because they just don't know any better or know the differences and just trying to impress people. So so I want to do something that was more middleman. Um, if I like it and it tastes good, I buy it. I think of what I'm going to drink or eat with food. Um, there's an Austrian wine. Uh, man, everything we, every time I need to know something, I forget. <laughs> Gruner Valliner. Thank you, God. Now, Gruner Valliner is a, is a really good high acidic wine because it like, makes your mouth water. It's a, a white wine. And something like that with oysters mm. is one of my favorite things to do. And so if someone hears this or watches it and they're like, huh, I got to try that. It's like five bucks at, mm. at Trader Joe's. Gruder Valliner. Um, this is Gerbert's Domino, which is slightly sweeter. That's like a Riesling. But Gruder Valliner, low ball, low key Austrian wine. Nobody knows it, hears it. Shuck some, some limes. I'm sorry. Shuck some oysters. <laughs> throw a little lime or lemon in there. And then you get this extra bit from your wine. It's just takes over the top hmm. are you red or white yes. what's your favorite mm-hmm. both <laughs> whatever it's depends liquid on the I drink it yeah okay oh that's that's another reason I took a break you know I lost a good you know 80-90 pounds this last time this last year <sighs> took a break from drinking so I was drinking way too much every single day I, I could go hmm. through two three bottles a day hmm. and um, you know I was living too high on the hog and doing you know dumb shit and uh, had to take a break you know take, take some time see what my focus is and work on that. Hmm. So I did my own 12 step program through the J step. Hmm. The J step. <laughs> it sounds like a dance move. Right. It is. I haven't, it's I swirl. used to drink a little bit more like maybe once or twice a month. Mm-hmm. And then I had a baby and then like, I didn't drink for like a year or two. Mm-hmm. So I don't, and I don't know where my baseline is, so I'm, I'm going to watch this back and be like, I'm slurring everything. <laughs> okay. That's what we got editing. I'm just kidding. Yeah, no, I mean, it, that happens. You know, you want to welcome stay, maybe order Domino's or whatever. <laughs> we we're going to have uh, another person come in and uh, try some of her things, but she was na- unable to make it today. Um, I feel fine, by the way. I was kind of joking. Yeah, but I feel like hard. a little buzz, but I haven't drank in a long time. So if, typically, if I'm actually doing a wine tasting itself, besides just drinking a Merlot, just in case anyone didn't get it, because I know people hate Merlot because they're uneducated. Just kidding. But not. Um... Gosh, I forgot what I was saying already. Crap. You know Education? Oh, yeah. Ah, shit, I forgot. It doesn't matter. Well, how would you, like, how would I uh, improve my palate? You said it takes a minute. Oh, just, to, yeah, drink different things. Um, I learned through UC Davis, I, I took a wine analysis course where I can get the different nuances like we were identifying earlier, and then I showed you online. I didn't know exactly what it was going to say. I didn't know how close it was going to match, but what your nose is getting, what my nose is getting is not incorrect. Hmm. Your nose is not wrong. It just hasn't been developed. specifically yet yeah, tasting and looking for these different things and, and yeah, developed to, to know these different pieces where I'm sitting here smelling and going, okay, boop, 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 and getting 98% of it right. And I'm like, yes, mm-hmm. that's just, doesn't make me better or worse. If you think it tastes good and then we go to your house and we're drinking at your home and that's what you serve, I'm going to drink this and it's a good wine. I won't say anything. So if it's bad, you won't say anything? 
Probably not. Not. I mean, like if you taste this or you smell this, the, I don't think this goes with macaroni and cheese. Is it possible? I don't know. I, yeah, I don't drink. I don't eat uh, cheese, so. Oh, there you go. I don't see this going with macaroni and cheese. I do see it going with a white cheddar cheese, which has a little sharper, a little bit of saltiness to it. So I could see it going with that. But I don't see macaroni and cheese with this. I don't see lobster macaroni, which is, you know, decadent type food. I don't see it going with this. It's just me. Hmm. Hamburger, cheeseburger made at home, you know, back grill by the pool. You know, grilling, I would do this. Because of the... Because it's strong. It has a little bit of a bite. It's a little stronger. It's, you know, it's a Washington, you know, Merlot compared to a food bomb of... I call them a food bomb, especially in Napa Valley, Sonoma, you're going to get... A lot more of that sun, a lot more heated, you know, heat. So it's going to get a little more fruitiness to it. So we call those fruit bombs from hmm. California region, which is great too. I like I like both styles. I like the earthiness of Washington and France. I like the fruit of, you know, California. Hmm. What is? What are a few things that you would say at a restaurant to impress people about wine? Nothing. <laughs> Nothing. No, that's why I don't work at a restaurant. <laughs> I've tried. I've tried to fake it. And then I just get irritated as fuck. Mm. So, oh yeah, we cuss on here. It's explicit. Okay. So, um, um, the reason why is because you might be on a date with your wife and it's your twenty fifth anniversary. Yeah. So, what kind of wine are you going to buy on your twenty fifth anniversary? Probably twenty fifth. Right. Yeah, four kids later. <laughs> um, would it be crazy to How buy something that's? Um, I'm uh, like twenty five. Okay. What, 25th anniversary. 25th anniversary, so how old will I be? I 40, know. 60, 50, I don't know. Maybe $100? I don't know. Is that is that crazy? Mm-hmm. If you say so. I would buy something... Where would you take her for a restaurant? I would take her to... Wait, how long have you been married? Two years? Yeah, two years. Okay, so... We met at a vegan restaurant, so though. 23 so years from now. It's crazy to think about. Um, yes, it is, but... Where would I take her? Yeah. I would take her to... Um, Are you both vegan? No. Okay. We just we were. I was vegan and she was vegetarian when we met. So we met at Sage in um, mm-hmm. in Eagle Rock or wherever it is. Um, but then I got engaged. We got engaged in uh, Chinatown and or the Japanese Tea Gardens in San Francisco. So, so probably three years from now, where would you? Do that? <laughs> I'm thinking like uh, probably the Japanese restaurant. Japanese restaurant. A Japanese restaurant where. In San Francisco. So you take you drive her from here, fly up, yeah. up there. Yeah. How much you spend on the tickets to get there? The flight. Round trip. Round trip. Between a hundred and three hundred dollars. Really? Wow. Okay, that's good. So that's round trip. Yeah. Okay, so two tickets, six hundred bucks. Uh, how many days would you stay? A couple days. Yeah. Three, three, three days, days yeah. Uh, what kind of hotel? Motel Six or Ritz Carlton, somewhere in between, Marriott. Yeah, somewhere in between. Hilton, Hilton, Marriott, something like that. How much a night? Sweet, no sweet. Uh, no sweet. We're simple. Twenty five years from now, though, when you're a big. Oh yeah, marriage. that's true. Yeah, so sweet. <laughs> I mean, let's I don't know. Fancy. I, let's go fancy. Let's see, go. Yeah, are are fancy. we going with your current money situation? Or are we going with the future money situation? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Even if you're doing well, you own a home, but are you going to be excelling? Is your you know, mm-hmm. I don't know where you're going to be in twenty five years, but I think you're going to be in your fifties. Yeah. So I would say sweet. Okay, sweet. Yeah. And what kind of restaurant? Japanese, Japanese. cuisine. Okay. Okay. Like sushi or... Um, yeah, sushi restaurant. Okay. So is wine going to be the one that you choose for that? No. Like no. sake or something Maybe like sake or, or uh, you might do... Uh, 
the plumb line. You might do a shochu, but you could do, but what kind of white wine could you do with that one, you think? Chardonnay. Yeah, maybe Chardonnay. It's a little more buttery on the end, you know, a little buttery taste. There's some that taste like green apple. But you're right, maybe a Chardonnay. And from what region? <laughs> um, France. American. I'd probably do American because okay. if we're in San Francisco, might as well. Cool. Might as yeah. well. Local. So how much would you spend on the wine, bottle of wine again? Mm, if I'm in San Francisco, probably be at least $100. At least because you've already spent a couple grand. Yeah. On your, <laughs> right? Yeah. On your flights, your hotel yeah. room, your things. So 25 years of marriage, four children. You know, she's been with you through thick and thin. You might want to spend at least 100 Yeah. Maybe 500 <laughs> I don't know what a good like but you said even like the twenty dollar bottle could be yeah, could. as good could. as a five hundred dollar. So I have no idea. Yeah. yeah. So but I'm just seeing what you what you're willing to spend. So hmm. I was answering a question of yours, but I was just getting to, you know, what's a good, a good amount to spend. It depends on the situation. Yeah. So that's why I was getting there. Hmm. Twenty five years I'm gonna spend as much as I can, probably, <laughs> or enough to impress this chicky that I'm with for twenty five years. Um, or I'm just gonna go with something that tastes good. I have no idea where I'm gonna be. That, yeah, you know, at that level, if I'm 70 years old, I might be able to afford a little bit more than usual. And who knows how many more bottles I have left in me, so how much of what I'm going to drink. Yeah, 100 was a safe number. Who knows? Yeah. Maybe I'll go crazy. Maybe I'll Maybe go crazy. less. Who knows? Maybe I'll go less. Who yeah. knows? Yeah, but you got to go with what tastes good. That's the biggest part, not what Jay thinks is good or what Bobby thinks is good or, you know, Jimmy thinks is good. You got to go with what you taste is good. But the good thing about having sommeliers around and, and people who are wine experts is. We get to drink all the time and say, you know what? If you're going to go Merlot, go with this. If you're going to go with a something, go with this. You might totally disagree. So, who knows? But, uh, timer? Timer. All right, dude. So, I guess we'll come to a close on this one, bring you back. I know I want, I have a few people that might want to, might want, might, maybe, might want to video, have you come in and video their podcast as well. Um, and I think that's a good idea. And you're just burping from all this stuff. I'm getting all your burp. Oh, sorry. Like, oh, Lord. <laughs> Is that from my fasting or from a, being uh, an amateur? Are you, are you fast, fasting right now? I had breakfast, but I am doing intermittent fasting. But I, I knew I was going to be drinking today. I was like, I got to eat something today. Yeah. But I didn't realize that it was, you could smell the I burps. <laughs> I'm sensitive nose, man. You okay. Know, you, got, yeah. you had some onion. Just, a little bit of onion also. No, kidding. No. <laughs> well, maybe in the sausage. Oh, I don't even know about your sex life. That's, that's your business. Uh, I, like eggs and sausage and paleo pancakes. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow, dude. I eat paleo pancakes. From, uh, yeah, just like a mix. A little bit. Yeah, those little baby pancakes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Expensive as hell. Yeah. I'm going to go back to the cheap-ass pancakes. Um, because paleo, what's the difference between a paleo pancake and a real pancake? Paleo pancake should have, uh, it shouldn't have wheat in it. Or ah. should, there's like certain ingredients that you're not supposed to have in, when you have paleo. Like gluten? Gluten, certain really? sugars. I think, I think, I don't think it's fully gluten free, but yeah. Yeah, paleo is such a loose term. Yeah, I mean, I'm pretty, um, if I make it, I eat it. So I, I prefer like anything that you can catch, that you can shoot, that you can kill. I still buy, you know, obviously we don't get, we're not allowed to do that. We'll go to jail, yeah. especially in California. If you own a BB gun or anything, you're in trouble. So if, uh, <laughs> of course, random shot at the fucking shitty ass California. Can't wait to leave. <laughs> no, no politics here. But anyways, but I try to do stuff that if you can kill it, then that's what I eat. Um, of course, implants. And so no cereal? 
any cereal. You don't eat cereal? Oh, man, mm-hmm. I used to love that as a kid. I mean, I did too, but... Um, so no processed food. I try not to eat processed yeah. food, yeah. And no cheddar cheese, no you know, mm-hmm. Velveeta, nothing. I mean, will I if I have to? Yes. Do I own two cases of Spam? I absolutely do. <laughs> I've never had Spam before. Oh, man, Spam Basubi is my favorite. Yeah, I lived in Hawaii for a while, so you know I got used to the certain foods from there. And it's delicious. For me, I can do Spam and eggs in the morning. I'm totally content. Mm. Where other people would be like, get that shit out of my house. Mm. So, you know. So, what would you like to, uh, what's your next venture? The next venture is the podcast. What's the name of it? Uh, ooh, what's the name of it? Um, <laughs> uh, good question. What's the name of my podcast? What's it going to be about? It's going to be about optimizing your health, optimizing your body, optimizing your mind, optimizing what you do in life. So maybe optimize... You're going to do like a Joe Rogan and do DMT and try that. <laughs> I'm not opposed to it. Uh, oh, okay. Sure. Uh, I've never done DMT, but... Got a um, hookup for that one. Just kidding. Kind of, <laughs> but really, good. I do, but... No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Anyways. Have you done a flow tank, by the way? What's a flow tank? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah that yeah. one with the water. You just lay in the water. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I like love all that stuff. So probably be, maybe optimize, optimize something. What does the flow tank do for you? Um, I was in the la- I was the earthquake that happened. I was in the float tank when last the, night. Yeah, no, okay. was there an earthquake last night? <laughs> it was there an earthquake last night? Um, it it's it's weird. It's a weird experience, but it's meditative, and everyone's experience. I'm just kind of like picturing myself in the in the float tank. The last time I was in it before the pod before the earthquake, I kept feeling my arm hit the edge of it, hmm. but then I would move my arm and nothing was there. So oh, then wow. I realized that, that I put borders on myself that don't exist. So like little things, everyone's experience is so different. Mm-hmm. Some people do it all the time and like they see things, they see, they hallucinate. I've never had that experience, but it's just very relaxing. See, I get, I get that from meditation, but I've been doing martial arts my whole life. So 40 years of martial arts, yeah, if I'm meditating 10 minutes and I drop into weird shit mm-hmm. in my head and all sorts of stuff, but... I think that it goes with anything, but the flow tank is interesting. Kind of scary sometimes. It feels like you're really. It, me, it's it pretty big. It's I know. It's just the idea. It's all dark. At least I, the one I was in was completely pitch black. The, there's one in Pasadena called Float. I think it's just called Float Lab or something. Mm-hmm. But it's a huge. It's not like it. You're mm-hmm. not enclosed, so it's really open, a high ceiling, mm-hmm. and you're like in a jacuzzi essentially by yourself. So it's not as. But you don't get wet though. Like, <laughs> you don't get wet. Let's try right. Try. You're in a, you're in water. Oh, you're in water. Yeah. Oh, okay. So it's, I'm thinking of a whole different. Thing. Oh, okay. Yeah. This I'm is... in this capsule that's it's basically like gel or water, and it's all in a bag. Oh. And it has it in front of you and around you, whoa. and you're like completely encased, and you feel weightlessness. Whoa! I've never which done is that. Like, whoa! Because you feel like yeah, you're floating. That's great. I haven't done that. This is you're just sitting in water. You're laying in water, and it's like at a certain temperature, and there's salt in it, so right, you're so floating. You yeah. Yeah. Um, or floating. Sorry. Yeah. So floating, like, yeah, podcast something. Listeners. What was that? I said buoyant, but that might be a little difficult. Difficult for. Oh. <laughs> Shit! I'm just kidding. Yeah. It's buoyant. Um, so something with the word optimize as the title. Maybe just optimize your life. Hmm, that sounds pretty good. There you go. If you have suggestions, I'm open. I'm open to suggestions. Uh, if you want to be a if you want to be a guest, if you have topics, I'm open. Where do they contact you? Uh, Mark M A R C. Yeah, maybe a phone yeah. number would be easier. Seven one four. Three three five 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 six nine. Orange County. Yeah, I used to live in Anaheim. Wow, Anaheim. And I kept my area code. Off Catella? 
Yeah, I used to live Ball Road, Ball and, actually Ball and Walnut was Ball the Ball were the major crossroads right next to Disneyland. Yeah, never heard of the place. So yeah, <laughs> would you was, go lower high school or something? Yeah. Wow. No, nah, you looked that up. You had to look that up. I didn't look that up. I'm just. <laughs> How do you? <laughs> I don't know. Red and white is colors. Team colors. Maybe red. And white a, and it's black. like a Saxon. Okay. Saxon is the. Yeah, red right. color. How did you? Yeah, you I'm sure I, you looked that up. You no, had to look that I up. I promise you, I just go off of what my brain tells me. Where, like, no one knows that high school. You can look at my uh, history on my mind. Okay. Well, I'm impressed. Just a feeling. And that's the, off of Catella. That's off of Euclid. Oh, uh, see? Or Cerritos and Euclid, yeah, I think. I, see. I keep saying Catella. Catella. Catella's uh, in my head. Did you have something significant about Catella? Off Catella? First girlfriend? <laughs> first boyfriend? <laughs> um, uh, off Catella? Did anything happen? Catella and Euclid? Um, I think around that area, one I um, one of my good friends, I he was a sophomore and I was like a senior or something like that, and I kicked him out of my car. Wow! And so that kind of, but I I was joking, but he took it serious. Took I mean, it was a dumb move for me to yeah. do. So that that's the only thing that's come to me. So okay. interesting read. But he didn't die though. No, well, I just like said get out, and my other friends were in the car, so we were kind of laughing at him, and it was a it was a dumb move. Yeah. Um, oh, so bully. No, it wasn't a bully move. <laughs> um, Sorry, I had to add that. I think that was that was around Euclid. I forgot the the wine being poured. See there. I yeah, so there we go. Yeah, so if you have any ideas for so even you, if you have ideas for the topic, you know me, dude. I come up with all sorts of weird shit. Optimize. I, I kind of like optimize your life. That's kind of a cool name. Okay. I gotta check if it's taken. So. Or if it is, you could make it better so that you yeah. can just destroy I'll, the other team. I'll optimize it. Yeah. I'll yeah. change my name to something else, probably. You know, like Wine Spirit Cigars and anything else. I think I'd like to expand on other options, ideas, mm-hmm. especially with the Healing Hive and all that kind of stuff. And bring in a lot more people that do breath work, yoga, um, TMT. People have done all these different things and, and, you know, what it's really done for them positive, what it's done negative, you know, all these different mm-hmm. you know, aspects of it, so... I'm curious. So yeah. is that the next project for you? Changing uh, the, the podcast? You know, I don't know. Maybe I'm going to stick like this because, you know, not some, I've had guests that are like, oh, yeah, I want to be on your podcast, but I don't drink. Hmm. So what I'm hearing, what I'm hearing as a legacy uh, senior would say, what I'm hearing you say is you don't give a fuck about my podcast. So you just want to get out your information. Hmm. So do I want to help that? Probably not. No. Do I? I usually do, but they're like, yeah, can I just have water? Like, mm-hmm. Sure, yeah, wine, spirit, cigars, anything else. Yes, let me get you water. That's anything else. Well, yeah, anything else is kind of in there, so it kind of gives them a back door to... It does, but it's it's uh, it just lets you know that you're not really valued. So, mm-hmm. you know, I'm not saying you have to get destroyed. I'm just saying, you know, it is Well, they could, they could, what's that technique where you taste it and you spit it? Yeah, spit. It. It. Yeah, it's, it's wine, just... wine tasting is what yeah. it's called. okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's a term. technical term yeah, yeah technical mm. term. okay, okay. yeah cool. and if you have any questions regarding video if you need a video mm-hmm. visit my website email me call me um, what's a good email email marc at edge9media.com hopefully it'll be right here yeah oh there you go <laughs> and if you need to get a hold of me it'll be at drjcarter.com and uh, my instagram is at drjcarter so thanks for having me Thank you, sir, for being here. Thanks for the wine. See you, yeah, of course. That's the fun part.